0: Good evening. We're going to need a little bit more joy. I'm going to try it again. Good evening. Okay, I've got a bit of a problem here because I am really pleased to see each one of you and I neither have the time nor the names to call each of you by name. So here's the way I want you to help me out. I'm going to say, it's especially good to see you this evening. And after I say that, then you fill in your own name. So if your name, for example, is Brenda, I will say, it's especially good to see you this evening. And then she will say Brenda. Now, the rest of you don't say Brenda unless your name is Brenda. Put your name in at the end of my greeting. It's especially good to see you this evening. Thank you, thank you. See, efficiency sometimes has a useful place. It gets in the way sometimes of some creativity, but efficiency just got us through probably about 12 minutes of name-calling in less than five seconds. I want to talk to you a bit about the nativity story and how it has grown and shrunk and moved to the side and done various things. The nativity story is the story that is uh, connected to the picture we're used to seeing of the birth of Jesus. It's a famous story been told for many, many years, and it is a cherished story. As we hear people tell over and over again about the shepherds and the wise men, the three kings, Joseph, and Mary, and Jesus, uh, the little drummer boy gets into our nativity story as do Simeon and Anna, two elderly folks who came actually to the temple and met Jesus. And there is the bad guy of the story, King Herod. And there are the animals. It's a very special story. Is there anyone present who's never heard the story of the birth of Jesus? Well, the story, question I didn't ask you is, did you hear the same story as one another? Because there's multiple variations of that story that's been celebrated through the ages, and perhaps it's a good thing that it was told back then instead of today. We've lived into a time where there would not have been a lot of tolerance for the story that we tell, People have become so analytical. People have become so politicized, so resistant to story that is not absolute historical fact. They would have picked our nativity story to pieces. The shepherds who were following a star, but now we know so much about astronomy, we know the stars don't run across our sky, but that our planet moves around in relation to the stars. The wise men, who we also sometimes call the magi, but the magi we also call the three kings, and the wise men were readers and and scholarly people who knew the teachings of old. It wasn't the three kings. The three kings were Gaspar and Melchior and Balthazar. And then there's Joseph, who we don't hear much from in scripture, but the earthly father of Jesus. And there's Mary. There's the drummer boy. Simeon and Anna, as I said, really met Jesus in the temple when his parents took him to the temple to dedicate him. Uh, King Herod is King Herod. We've got to include him in the story. Even though the story as we hear, all of what we hear is several years of story. Several years of story. That's why when King Herod said, We're going to kill all the babies, he took them up to several years old because Jesus, by the time Herod heard about this, was not an infant anymore. The animals, the animals in the nativity story, strange collection of animals kind of Americanized animals. Lambs and cows and and animals that you would normally see in a barn in the United States of America. Where's the goat in our nativity scene? And why are the camels there before the wise men come? Well, as I say, it's a good thing that the story that we are telling is not a story presented initially to folks like you and me, 21st century people or even 20th century people. We would have picked the story to pieces and we never would have had this tradition of telling the nativity story or looking at nativity scenes. But, we're better off because we received the story. The people in the story and the people who used to tell the story weren't hung up on the science of the story. They were not hung up on the historicity of the story. They were celebrating the content of the story and the content even those who were in the story realized a simple thing. None of the shepherds thought the story was about them. Nobody in the story thought it mattered if this was a Tuesday or a Saturday. The wise men, whether we're talking about the wise men or the kings or the wise men and the kings, were unified in their understanding this is not a story about me. Joseph is very clear that it's not about him. Mary made clear even when she was told she would bear the Son of God that it was not a story about Mary. The drummer boy, whenever he got there, knew it was not about him. Even King Herod knew who the star of the show was. King Herod turned over all kinds of situations and dispatched army and and various other workers of the king to try to find this king because he felt threatened by another king being on the scene. Everybody in the story and everybody through the generations who used to tell the story understood It's a story about the Son of God. It's a story about the Savior of the world. It's a story that stands up to our scrutiny and to all of our examination and all of our analysis because it's not about the minutiae. It's about the fact that God loved us enough to give the best Christmas present ever given. I'm gonna hold on to the tradition of the nativity story even I know that just about every detail of it is wrong. None of that matters because of the part that's right. The part that is right is that God withheld nothing from me. God gave everything, the greatest gift ever given God gave to you so you can follow a star even if the star is already burned out. It's not moving across the sky in Kettering tonight. You can celebrate the animals in the nativity scene even though we shrank them down so that a camel is smaller than Mary in some of our nativity scenes. We've got this habit of plugging ourselves in as the stars of the show, but just be reminded it's a story about Jesus, and you couldn't tell a better story. Now in a few moments, all the lights here are going to be turned off. We are going to experience the darkness as described by the prophet Isaiah. The Christ candle will remain lit, that's the white candle here, reminding us that Christ said, I am the light of the world. Members of the youth will come forward and light their candles from the Christ candle. They will light the first candle in each row here, and when the flame is passed to you, light your candle and pass the light on. Please tip Only the unlit candle, tip the unlit candle toward the flame. When all the candles are lit, we will sing Silent Night, Holy Night. And we can begin at this point as we prepare for the closing, illuminated by the light that our candles provide.
1: Hold your lights
0: and know that you are blessed some will say to you Merry Christmas others will say season's greetings somebody will say to you happy holiday don't be bothered by that just know that God is blessing you know that you've been blessed and whatever the greeting that comes from person to person revel in the greeting that came directly from god go in peace